Hello friends, I'm your host Chef Walter. Welcome back to the podcast. America is also Italian. We are continuing to part number three. The birth of the Italian nation was finally achieved in 1871, but it had created many new and painful economic problems, particularly for the people in southern Italy, where the economy was largely agricultural. Heavy taxes, overpopulation, and insufficient land made it difficult for most southern Italians to earn decent livelihood. They began to look for work in other parts of the world, especially in France and in North and South America. At first, the Italian immigrants favored such countries as Brazil and Argentina, which were then in the earliest stages of development. But in the 1880s, an increasing number of them began to come to the United States. By the beginning of the 20th century, millions of Italians were pouring into New York Harbor, setting in motion what has been called the modern history greatest and most sustained movement of population from a single country. By 1925, the Italian immigrants were to number more than 5 million, and they had become the second largest foreign-born group in American history. The largest of all the immigrants group was from Germany. German immigration reached its peak in 1882 and eventually totaled almost 7 million persons. The Irish formed the third largest group. Like the Germans, they began coming shortly after the founding of our nation. As economic condition in Ireland grew worse, Irish immigration to America increased, and by the time the Civil War began, there were more than 1.5 million Irish immigrants in the country. In the ensuing years, the number more than tripled. At first, most Americans were in favor of admitting large groups of immigrants. The general attitude was that ours was a land for all people who were economically or politically oppressed. It was also agreed that a nation as young as the United States could use all kinds of workers, skilled and unskilled, and it did not matter what part of the world they came from. There was such a desperate need for workers during the Civil War that President Lincoln proposed setting up a system the encouragement of immigration. He was thinking not only in the present, but also of the future. He realized, as did other American statesmen of that area, that if the United States were to fulfill its tremendous economic potential, it must have a much larger population. Not all Americans share this point of view. As early as the 1850s, America for Americans became the slogan of the Know-Nothing Party. Its supporters maintained that most immigrants were paupers and criminals who would surely destroy the country. In 
since they represented a small fraction of the population, the know-nothings made a little or no headways. But in 1883, when the country suffered an economic depression that was to continue for three more years, anti-immigration sentiment spread quickly. More and more native-born workers began to blame bad times on the foreigners' willingness to work for lower wages. In their fear that immigrants would take away their jobs, Native Americans revived the slogan, America for Americans, and in every possible way expressed their hostility toward foreign workers, particularly those of Catholic faith. Some of them joined such organizations as the Ku Klux Klan and the American Protective Association, which seriously claimed that Catholic immigrants were trying to place the control of the nation in the hands of the Pope. As the antagonism toward immigrants grew, several states enacted laws that barred aliens from state and municipal jobs. In Congress, there were several attempts to pass laws that would restrict immigrations, but they were not successful then. The anger toward the immigrants reached a pitch of violence in several parts of the nation. In the coal fields of Pennsylvania, a group of Italian and Hungarian workers who had been brought here as strike breakers, unknown to them, were attacked by armed American coal miners. Several of the immigrants were killed. One of the most shocking acts of violence against immigrants took place in New Orleans in 1891. Shortly after, the city superintendent of police had been murdered by unknown people. In the hysteria that followed the crime, suspicion fell on the Italians in the city. Most of them were Sicilians, and a number of them were placed under arrest. But there was no intention of giving the arrested Italians a fair trial. Before the trial opened, the mayor of the city announced, We must teach these people a lesson that they will never forget for all time. Although the court failed to find any of the Italians guilty of the murder, a mob of 5,000 led by some of New Orleans' leading citizens stormed the jail without any interference from the police and killed 11 of the jailed men. Afterward, a spokesman for the mob blamed the massacre on the jury that had acquitted the Italians. The people demanded that these murderers be punished with death, he said. We have executed their will. A little later, it was discovered that eight of the murdered men were naturalized Americans, three were citizens of Italy. The episode, a disgrace to the principle of justice, scandalized the whole world. The Italian government withdrew its minister from Washington and broke diplomatic relations with the United States. Not until the following year, when the American government paid $25,000 to the families of the three non-American victims, were relations resumed.
Despite the wide publicity given to this grisly affair, Italians and other immigrants continue to come to the United States in increasing numbers. And instead of coming from Germany, Ireland, and the Scandinavian nations, as the majority had done during most of the 19th century, now the largest numbers were coming from the eastern and southern nations of Europe, primarily from Russia, Austria, Hungary, Poland, Greece, and continued with Italy as well. They kept coming for more than a quarter of a century until the doors to America were almost entirely shut. And this concludes episode number three on the podcast America is also Italian. For all details and text, please check our show notes. We reconnect on the next round with episode number four. Thanks for listening.